Welcome to another episode of And Then It Hit Me. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today my guest is McKay Thompson. She shares her story about having to deal with chronic pain and different health problems since the age of seven, which was recently diagnosed as EDS and POTS. On top of that, she has been in more than one manipulative relationship, which resulted in her seeking professional counseling. Due to all this, she suffers from severe PTSD and depression, but is thankful to finally be receiving some answers to the endless testing and doctor's appointments. She is incredibly strong and such an inspiration. She is proof that there is hope for all sufferers with chronic pain and PTSD. Let's take a listen to her episode. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. How have you been? Um, I've been okay. I've been like really tired lately, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, not bad. This quarantine thing yeah. is getting a little old. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel that. It's been like four months now. I know. Which is crazy. It is. So, yeah. Read a little bit about your journey on Instagram, and I think that you are truly inspiring in that the listeners need to hear all about your story. So for those <laughs> listening, would you kindly introduce yourself and share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is McKay Thompson, and um, I'm 20 years old. I have gone to a few semesters of college. I just finished an internship with Disney. Um, Cool. I was, yeah, it was really fun. I did the Disney college program for a couple of months, but then it got closed down because of COVID. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, I'm majoring in music. I have like four younger siblings. Um, yeah. Okay. What about your mental health is what you've been struggling with, right? Yeah. So can you describe to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I went through like a traumatic event when I was like 15. And um, up until this point, I like struggled a little bit with anxiety, but not like a whole ton. But then after this happened, (laughs) um, I like got PTSD and I really struggled with depression for like years. And like my anxiety was just really bad. Um, But yeah, so it's been like almost seven years now. So wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you describe to us what that event is? A little bit. Yeah. I, there was a boy that was like four years older than me that, um, was like kind of like grooming me so that he could like do things and not have me say anything to anyone. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, So it wasn't like, yeah, thanks. It wasn't like a relationship, but it was just like very like manipulative, like really not good, not a good Abusive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, I did like trauma therapy for that and that was much better until like four years later. So this was like two years ago. Then I had like more <laughs> happened with like other people that was like, oh no what's made it the worst I guess yeah that it keeps so. happening kind of thing yeah yeah um 
yeah the like PTSD stuff was like pretty manageable from like the guy a few years ago but um in August of 2018 I was held hostage for like that whole month oh Um, my god yeah (laughs) um yeah and then like a couple months after that I was dating someone that was like really abusive for like the whole like year so that's been the thing that's been like the biggest for me wow you have gone through a lot yeah (laughs) what what was the hostage situation it was someone from my church actually um we were supposed to go like on a first date and um he basically just like said that we were dating even though I didn't want to and he would like for like the first date he picked me up at like 10 in the morning and I didn't get back until like 2 a.m or something like he wouldn't take me yeah he wouldn't take me home um he would always take my phone um I never had any idea where we were going or anything like that and uh yeah and I was usually like blindfolded and like handcuffed and stuff um but yeah yeah um so (laughs) yeah that wasn't the best situation so wow this sounds like stuff from a movie I know I still don't feel like it's real sometimes oh that's how I feel about my accident sometimes I'm like that didn't happen to me oh wait yes it did yeah it's so weird saying it out loud and being like oh my gosh that's really bad I'm like oh wait that happened (laughs) I've also been dealing with chronic pain since I was like seven years old I've been going to a chiropractor for 13 years and we've never been able to figure out why um, and I had to quit all sports because my knees were really bad and, um, I've, oh, and I've had like four surgeries on my feet and I just have all these health problems that keep stacking up on top of each other and we were never, never <laughs> able to figure out why, um, until now, um, we think that we finally figured out what's been going on and it's called hypermobile EDS and EDS is Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and um, it basically means your body doesn't produce enough collagen it's a genetic disorder and so it affects like all the joints in your body and well your whole body (laughs) Um, but it explains like all of my joint pain and why I injure myself super easily without even doing anything Um, and there's also something that goes along with um, EDS and it's POTS and it's Basically, when you stand up, your heart rate um, jumps like 30 beats per minute just upon standing, and you can get super lightheaded and almost pass out. Um, A lot of people with it faint, Um, and your heart rate's only supposed to like go up like 10 to 15 beats per minute when you stand up, not like 30. Um, for example, I did it the other day and my heart rate went from like 67 to like 115 just from standing up. So, um, just stuff like that is finally starting to make sense where, um, I've had so many years of not knowing why (laughs) my body is just whack and not functioning properly and getting a diagnosis. Well, almost, um, knowing what it could be has really helped me feel like, um, this is all valid and that I haven't been making it up. And, um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I have like five different referrals for new doctors. So hopefully I'll be able to get, um, some things confirmed. 
Wow, I'm speechless. You are one tough cookie. I feel like I have no right anymore to ever complain. You're good to be here, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really am. So what would what was your life before all of this? What would you say? Were you kind of like what was your personality and how do you think it's changed now? After all of the things or just like the second one? Like any of them. Like were you an outgoing person before and then after this you're just very reserved kind of thing? Like how would you describe that? Yeah, after the like first thing happened with like the older guy, I remember I was just absolutely terrified of guys. Like I <laughs> hated being around them and um I totally just kind of like pulled back from everyone. Um but especially guys and I remember there were like a few guys in my choir class that I thought were like really nice. And I like, it took me like three weeks to convince myself to wave at them. Like I would see them and I'd be like, okay, like wave at them in like three, two, one. But like, I couldn't do it. Like I was just constantly terrified that like they were like out to get me or something. Well, no doubt with everything you've been through. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I did not trust them whatsoever. Um, Yeah. I just feel like I was like more shut down and I was... I was already like fairly shy, but I feel like it just got way worse. Wow. So what kind of therapy have you been through? I did like cognitive behavioral therapy. So like okay. CBT. I've heard um, about that. Yeah, I did that for a bit. Um, I had to bounce around to find a counselor that worked for me. So I did yeah. like two different counselors that just didn't like fit with me and I didn't really make very much progress um but then I found the counselor that I'm with now and I've been with her for like two and a half years um yeah I've done like a lot of trauma therapy and like cognitive behavioral therapy I also found this thing called the stellate ganglion block it's like an injection for people that have PTSD okay it helped me a ton I had that like a few months ago like my PTSD score was like ridiculously high and after getting that it's like way more manageable yeah so what is that exactly that sounds interesting um so in PTSD the thing that like like what PTSD is exactly is like the amygdala um in your brain that's like responsible for fight or flight yeah um that like tells you you should like well survival mode basically yeah um, that puts you in survival mode uh ptsd is basically just a heightened like version of that like your brain is always in survival mode um and so the stellate ganglion is like a cluster of nerves in your um, neck that like communicate to the amygdala to like tell it whether or not it should be doing that so they inject like a local anesthetic into it and it's supposed to like try and rewire it to like go back to be like how it was before the traumatic incident happened so interesting um, yeah it's like a fairly new thing but yeah um, that sounds pretty cool yeah yeah and I hadn't really been able to like do in-depth trauma work on like the stuff that happened because I was so on edge all the time I just couldn't handle it but like after all of this like I can like do the deeper work now so I've been doing that for the last like couple months so cool yeah so how Mm -hmm. long are these injections supposed to last um they were saying that it's like supposed to like make your score be like 
two times as less as it was and that like it usually is just supposed to speed up the process that you would normally get done in therapy like wow um it takes like a year's work of therapy and puts it in a few months so the, wow. they're saying it's not like a cure-all but it's mostly just yeah. encouraging you to like do therapy um they said that most people don't ever really need to come back and do, and do another one but sometimes like some like they'll just come back like in a couple of years if they feel like they need another one so yeah very interesting mm-hmm. I might have to look yeah. into this myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really really helpful like I'm really glad I did it I feel like that's been like the biggest game changer for me and like my healing process so very good yeah and it's mm-hmm. opened you up to doing therapy and whatnot that that you need to do I guess in order to function mm-hmm. right yeah 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 I had like tried to do good job therapy it just would not work it was rough but I mean it's still really really hard but like I can handle it more now so good good I'm glad Mm -hmm. to hear yeah (laughs) what has your support system looked like through all of this when I was like dating the guy for like the majority of the year like after the hostage situation happened I don't feel like I don't know if it's fair to say I didn't really have one, um, but he just kind of like isolated me from everyone. That's crazy. And so I feel like I lost most of my friends and or like I pushed them away or like, um, I don't know, like I just kind of stopped um, talking to everyone. So like when I like broke up with him, it felt like I had no one at all. Um, but ever since then like it's been like really good like I feel like I yeah like I feel like my friends have not always been the best like in the past I haven't had like the best group of friends but like I think this is the first time like I have like a really good group of like friends and family like supporting me um good so like the last year has been really good good um yeah and I'm sure you can relate that it definitely helps to talk to other people like on Instagram, like you and I have both been mm-hmm. doing because it's people yeah. that have gone through the same thing that get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I guess I didn't even like realize that they're like, I knew other people had the same struggles as me, but I didn't realize there was like a whole community of people that like exactly. were talking to each other and helping each other. So I like really wish I'd realized that sooner because it's been so helpful and it's only Aww. been like, a few months. That's so, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. It's really cool. <laughs> what three words would you use to describe the recovery, I guess, thus far that you've made? Um, messy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, messy, hard, and I want to say worth it, but that's not... <laughs> one word um worthwhile yeah okay mm-hmm. I love it yeah and it sounds like it's an ongoing process just like the oh, rest of yeah. us yes yes yeah for sure no it feels like it's constant and then some days I feel like I really made a lot of progress and then other days I feel like I've packed backtracked all of that I hear you so, that's what I that's what mm-hmm. I say sometimes it's <laughs> steps forward and like five steps back yeah yeah but it's just part of all of this unfortunately yeah yeah I every time I like see a post on Instagram that's like healing is not linear I feel like I always forget that every single time I'm like oh yeah 
<laughs> that's good to remember, but I forget every time. So yeah. <laughs> me too. That's why it's good. It's nice reminders on there when you see stuff posted on Instagram for me, exact for example, I see stuff on Instagram and I'm just like, wow, I can relate to that. Definitely today, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one reason why I like, really like, uh-huh. that's one like one reason why I really like the like community that we have there. Cause I feel like I always see something on YouTube that day. Yeah. Has your opinion changed at all with regards to, I guess your healthcare system and what the recovery process would look like. You probably, if you're like me, had no idea that it was as extensive as it is, <laughs> as ongoing as it is. Yeah. Yes. I guess it, oh gosh. I think it like um, changed my mind a lot about um like the different types of healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, like it's so expensive. Um it like makes me feel so guilty that like I need so much help that like I'm like costing my parents a lot. I don't know oh, if that's no. like yeah, I don't know. Like I just like feel like I because I've been going for so long and like I still <laughs> have a lot that like I need to like work through so I don't know I guess it's like changed my opinion about I don't know I don't want to say like expenses but just like other countries that have like free healthcare stuff like it makes me wonder if like that would be a much better option or something but yeah I don't know yeah you guys have it harder in the U.S. because it's everything you have to pay for out of pocket basically eh yeah it's so expensive yeah because like we have insurance but the insurance companies like all suck and they're just trying to find a way to get the most money as possible of course like everything like i think um because like there's usually like a deductible you have to meet so like maybe your insurance plan will be like oh like we'll pay for everything after you reach like six thousand dollars worth of payments on your own but a lot of people don't even get in there but of course i do (laughs) so but yeah i don't know it just like i think it's changed my opinion about like that and probably a lot of healthcare workers that you didn't even know existed pre all of this oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't realize like how many different things there were i guess yeah um yeah, like different types of therapy. Like I've been like finding out there's like so many different types that I had no idea yes. existed. So yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> How would you say that your trauma that you've experienced has impacted your mental health? I guess we've kind of touched on this already. I feel like it's like really made it hard to like function like over the last few years like I feel like it just like hit it really hard I yeah I don't know because like after the first like traumatic thing that happened um my brain just kind of like went to a constant state of like disassociation yeah um and probably not trusting people yeah yeah um it's called like depersonalization or like derealization where you like don't feel like you're in your own body it's really weird like you don't feel like anything is real like things look weird like um it feels like you're dreaming almost and so like I feel like that just like really hit me hard because I started like thinking I was like crazy (laughs) so for like 
several years, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just crazy. So I feel like my mental no. health really tanked after that, like. For sure. Because um, it was hard to, like, have constant, like, not feeling like I was real and then being like, what yeah, that, is happening? That would definitely be yeah. weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Out of body kind of experience, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. It like feels like you're watching someone else like move for you and talk for you. And like, you feel like you should be doing those things, but everything just looks weird. Like you just feel like really disconnected from like your mind and body. It's okay. interesting. I guess I, yeah. can, I can relate in a way too. Cause I, I drive past the accident site for me. And mm-hmm. the first thing that goes through my head is, oh, wow, that's so terrible that that happened to those people. And then I'm like, oh, my God, wait, no, that was me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so strange. Yes. Yeah. It's like a way your brain just copes by, like, just trying to pull you out of this situation. Where it's like, yes. this is way too much to handle, so we're going to, like, make it seem like it's happening to someone else and not to us. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of people say to me, that's not normal. You need to go get checked with about that. That's weird. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, whatever works, I'm going to do. <laughs> and people that are saying that probably haven't had like a huge traumatic experience change your life. So exactly. I want to take their advice. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're- <laughs> Uh, what are you taking in college? Has that changed your direction of what you think you would have done if this wouldn't have happened to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I went to college like um, two weeks after um, like the hostage situation. So that was not the best. That first semester of college was awful. Hard. Um, and... Yeah, I can't even really remember <laughs> much of wow. that time. Like, I had to drop, like, a lot of my classes, and I was also, like, talking to, like, the court about, like, getting a restraining order yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I just, like, I thought I was just having a hard time that one semester, and so I dropped some of my classes, but then the next semester, the same thing happened, and then this last fall, when I went back, the same thing happened, like, I just couldn't handle it, it was too much, Um, and so I was actually talking to my dad, like, the other day, and I was like, I don't know what to do, like, college is way too hard, like, I have to keep dropping out, like, I can't do it, Um, so we found, like, some online degrees that I think would be a much better fit, so I'm looking into that right now. Good. Yeah, I think it's actually a way better fit for me. So I'm like really excited about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's totally shifted like everything that I thought was going to be happening. Like I never would have thought that like I would be trying to do just like online or um, yeah, or like my degree is different than like I was thinking it would be. So I feel like okay. it's shifted my whole like way of thinking. Um, yeah, especially well, what- about, like education. What was it before, and then what is it now, if you don't mind me asking? Like um, my degree? degree? Yeah. Um, I wanted to do music therapy for a while, or, like, uh, vocal performance, because that's, like, all that my um, college really had, or, like, harp performance. Cool. Um, but, yeah, um, now um, I'm doing, like commercial music so it's like uh teaches you how to be like a music producer and like wow um 
like record songs and sing them and like stuff like that so that's yeah neat. I mean it's still music but it's shifted like the area that yeah I'm, you know another thing so. I've been reading about and learned a little bit when I went I went back to school recently too and how music therapy helps a lot of people that have gone through a lot mm-hmm. of trauma related things yeah. So I think it'd be mm-hmm. cool if you could like, make a spin on that and help like use what you've gone through and help other people with that too, using your music mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. I would love to do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it'd be like really cool to be not like a motivational speaker necessarily. For but, sure. Yeah. Like that combined with like my like songwriting and like music stuff. Um, I would love to do like both together somehow. And I haven't really quite figured out how it's going to work, but <laughs> I'm sure you will as you go through. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I don't think I ever would have thought about like motivational speaker kind of thing either. So like, I don't know, like public speaking, like that's become like really important to me too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've been working on doing that too. I said it would be super cool to do a Ted talk one day. Yes, that is my dream. Like I Me too. <laughs> want to do that. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't really know how to do that, but <laughs> you just have to start list. out small. Like for me, I've been doing it at my uh college that I actually went to. Oh, and that's so cool. I did it for my professor and she liked it so much that she was like, Okay, I'm gonna get you to do it to the dean of the healthcare um, oh. services. So I did. And then he had connections. So it's just like connection, connection, Dang. right? And then it builds. Okay. Builds. That's really cool. I'll look into that more. I yeah. just didn't even have any idea how to start, but yeah. Or just I make a know. base presentation kind of thing of like what ideas you want to get through and see where it takes you. I think I will definitely look into that. Thank yeah. you for yeah. telling me how to do that. <laughs> It's acted as therapy for me too. I can definitely say going out and sharing my experience and getting feedback from people. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I'm like just a little scared and make it harder at the same time, but I feel like it would also be like really healing to like talk about it. Too. It, it, I'm not gonna lie, it gives me anxiety the day of when I have to do it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, what did I do? What did? Why did I agree to this? Why did I agree to this? <laughs> And then I go mm-hmm. up and I do it and I'm like, I feel so much better. I'm really glad. I think that would be like really cool. Okay. That helps to hear that like you still get nervous about it because I still get nervous like every time I talk about things. So I guess no, it's just normal, but. And think of all the people that you'll help out there. That's why, that's what drives me to do it is thinking that there's other people out there like me and I want to help a Lindsay, another Lindsay out there. Mm-hmm. you can help another mckay out there yeah <laughs> yeah do you think that you have accepted your new life or your new normal yes and no i feel like it's like a i feel like that's a constant thing for me is yeah realizing that like things are very different because for a long time i feel like i just really held on to the past and i was like i just have to get back to that like how i was before that but that's not gonna happen like and I don't know like I saw it as such a bad thing for a while like I think I only viewed it as bad um and that like how I was now was bad but like a big part of that was like realizing that like this happened and obviously it wasn't ideal but like it's like helped me grow so much and I honestly don't want to go back so I feel like 
I still definitely struggle with wishing it was like easier, but I also am like really okay with like the new normal and the doors it's going to like open for me too. So I feel for like sure. both. Yeah. What do you, what do you think that it's helped you learn about yourself? How to take care of myself and how to like be gentle with myself. Cause I just like had trash self-esteem like my entire life. Um, like I just did not like myself. I would say horrible things to myself. Um, and I feel like the last year especially has just like really taught me that like I am a good person and that I don't need to be talking to myself that way. Like I don't, um, I don't know. Like I love myself now and I, I never been able to say that before or even like, I didn't even like, like myself. So I just feel like that's the biggest thing it taught me is like, that's great. Self-talk is super important. Yeah. And um, self-care to get yourself there at, in that yes. mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like completely neglected like everything to do with like taking care of myself and um, yeah. So I feel like that's, it's been a huge lesson because I couldn't ignore taking care of myself anymore. Like I had to, I was forced to. So. Well, good. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> how do, how do you feel about the whole label and stigma around the word disability and mental health? Mental health. I don't really have as much of a problem with because like everyone has mental health, like everyone has mental health. So like not everyone has like depression or anxiety, but everyone has mental health and they like need to be like taking care of themselves. So I don't really have as much of a problem with that as much, but um, disability is one I have definitely really struggled with. I feel like I still am fighting that one a lot. Like I really don't feel like I've accepted that I have disabilities. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, keep trying to like prove that I can do what everyone else can and so then when I can't I'm like oh I just can't do what they can but that doesn't mean that like I have a disability <laughs> I don't know no, it's really no. weird so. no you you sound like me the same kind of I yeah. <laughs> I talk to myself like that too I don't have a disability okay. I can do the same thing that my friend can do are you kidding okay, and then that I, helps me so much because I was like this makes no sense but no, yeah. but then I also have to realize, and you probably will too, is like, it's okay that I can't do the same things as my friends can do anymore. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And your friends also start to realize, oh yeah, okay, Lindsay can't go on a four-hour hike or Lindsay yep. can't do this anymore. And then we look at other things that we can do and then it's fun for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just like... I, again, I feel like it's constant too. It like is. I, it is constant. Because there's always different things I can't do, but I yeah. like, and it's almost like I forget I can't do them until it comes <laughs> up, and then I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Um, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, that's helpful to know that someone else. Has <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. Like, it's been a long time too, so it's not like it should be new. But no, yeah. there's definitely I deal with that on a daily basis, and then I get in trouble <laughs> when I go to when I talk to my social worker or when I talk to my physiotherapist and they're like, you know better. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like me. It's just learning our limitations. Yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and constantly testing them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what three characteristics would you say that you would need in order to recover from a trauma like you have? Resilience, strong, mm-hmm. and flexible. Yeah. Like flexible in the way that like, like open to trying like different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when do you think that your new reality hit you, so to speak? Or can you describe a moment in time when you were like, oh, okay, so this is what life looks like now for McKay? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I feel like it wasn't until last summer when I broke up with the like abusive boyfriend because um, I like hadn't processed like any of the hostage situation or like the ab- abusive relationship at all. And I feel like it wasn't until I broke up with him. And then I was like, oh, shoot, like <laughs> I have things I need to work through. And it wasn't until then because I just hadn't like processed any of it all or that I was like, oh shoot, like this is my new normal. Like I need to change how I'm thinking about things and like try and get help. Um, so yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool like, when you can kind of think back to it about when it's kind of like an aha moment of being like, Oh my God. Okay. So this is when I had the realization that life can be better than this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say like clicked, but yeah, yeah. It like kind of yeah. clicked at that point that like I had been through a lot of things and I wanted like better for myself. For sure. And you're yeah. still young. So you've got, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I forget that sometimes I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got years ahead of you there, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they're better. It will. It will. will yeah. Just keep a positive mindset, and I said the power of positivity goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, it's not always yeah. easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough sometimes. But it is. I feel like it's gotten easier at the same time too. So good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> if you could leave the listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? You don't need to be embarrassed about what your story is. Like your story is like very individual. And if things happen that like you wish didn't, like it's not a bad or embarrassing thing. It just shows how strong you are. Love that. And it makes you into yeah. the new person that you've become. Yes. Awesome. If anybody out there would like to reach you, how could they do so? Well, I have an Instagram account that is called Chronically Sick. So if you want to find me on there and message me there, I would be totally happy to respond. So Awesome. I'm sure there will be lots of people that have some questions for you and can Mm -hmm. relate. Yes. Well, I'm happy to talk them if awesome. they want to reach out so <laughs> all right well thank you so much for taking the time to do this it's been yeah. great and it's nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you too <laughs> maybe thank one day me. maybe one day we'll get to meet face to face yes <laughs> but you're moving so hopefully. that's right i'm moving to the u.s so yeah. it's not so far 
Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And we'll have to keep in touch. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. That wraps up another episode. Don't forget to give me a like and follow at And Then It Hit Me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest podcasts and community conversation. If you found this podcast helpful, please be sure to share this with your family and friends. If you know of anyone who would like to be interviewed, who is a trauma survivor, caregiver, or medical professional with a similar story, please reach out. Thank you.